Hello, travel biz owner. Welcome to my corner of the travel industry, the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're ready to have fun, be inspired, get clarity, and take action in your travel business, then you're in the right place. Let's jump in. Hello, travel pros. Welcome to another episode of the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur. Rita here, and I'm so excited to have you here on this Friday with us. Um, First of all, like, We are experiencing amazing growth on the podcast already this year, so huge thank you to you. Thank you so much for listening. You may listen every week or maybe every other week. If you are listening, if you are sharing this out with your community, if you are giving me ratings and reviews, all of those things help to make this podcast better. It helps us to grow. It helps us to get into the ear holes of even more amazing travel entrepreneurs just like yourself. So super, super, super thank you to those of you who have been so supportive on this journey. We are hitting the three-year mark in just a few months, and I'm already thinking, like, what are we going to do to celebrate? I don't know that answer <laughs> yet. Um But it is on my mind, especially as we start hitting bigger and better numbers within this podcast. So again, excuse me, huge thank you to you uh, for supporting me and uh, being my inspiration really for what I do because I really want to give back to the travel industry community and not just give back, but give back you meaty and juicy stuff that you can actually use in your business and that will actually help you get out of what may feel like a hole in your business because you just can't get the momentum that you're wanting. And that's kind of what inspired this episode or some of the mistakes that I Um, I can't say with full 100% that I don't do all these, but um, I have done different things to overcome some of these mistakes. But before we hit up some of the mistakes, I have two things that I want to let you know about. If you haven't already heard, I run a program called Marketing Business School, and I would love for you to join us this year in 2024, especially if you're looking for a super supportive community. I cannot speak more highly of the amazing individuals that are here. We are super diverse, both in culture and background. Um, from There's just so many amazing things that differentiate us. And what I love about that is that we're able to come together and mentor each other. I do lead the group, but this is not really about me. This is really about helping each other and helping everybody uplift their own travel businesses. And I love this spectacular community. So marketing business school members, if you're listening to this, I heart you very mucho. (laughs) Thank you so much for always showing up in our monthly calls. So if you don't know, you do get three calls within Marketing Business School every single month. You get a monthly tech talk, which is really open Q&A about your business or about tech things or about strategies. We run the gamut on that. And then we also have a monthly marketing masterclass. This month's masterclass is going to be talking about the 2024 marketing trends. So I have been soaking all this marketing goodness to uh, get that research and have really great content for that marketing masterclass for you that's actually happening next week. 
the week of the 15th. Um, and then last but not least, we also have a monthly process party where we talk through a process within our travel businesses. So we've talked about like doing email marketing. We've talked about like setting up groups. We've talked about marketing groups and kind of like the steps that you need to go through those processes. So we have a whole library of Google Docs ready and set for you to go. Um, now these process parties every quarter actually become a quarterly review so that we can review what's been going on in our businesses. Did we hit our financial targets? Are we hitting any other like data matrix that we're kind of tracking throughout the year to show us that our business is being successful? So is that growing your email list? Is this growing like podcast downloads and really feeling into ourselves as humans within our business? And this is, again, like an amazing group of individuals, and I cannot speak more highly of them. And I am so grateful for my community inside Marketing Business School. So if you'd like to join us, there will be a link in the show description so that you can learn a little bit more about Marketing Business School. And then many of you have already gone on different types of marketing fams with me throughout the years. And I wanted to openly let you know of another marketing opportunity that is happening March of this year with Ama Waterways. They've invited me on the Travel Marketplace Educational Experience. It's happening just after Astor River Cruise Expo. So if you don't have a post-River Cruise to go on, this may be one to consider. It's March 20th through the 27th aboard the Amacerto. It is a round-trip Amsterdam River Cruise, and rates start at $15.99 per person, so $1,599 per person. And um, that's the lead in category E and there's 50% off upgrades and that is double occupancy. If you want full information, reach out to me via my email, Rita at SteerYourMarketing.com and I can send you some resources so that you can apply for that marketing educational experience where you're going to get me helping you strategize the different assets that you're going to be getting on board, which is photos and videos. There is a photographer who will be on board that will help you to show you how to use your phone and the different settings in your phone to capture that content. There is also going to be an AMA BDM who's going to show you how to grow with groups. And then the AMA COO chief operating officer, is that chief operations officer is going to be on board to show you really um, some of the best um, facets of some of the different itineraries that you may find a little bit more difficult to sell. So um, it is really a full encompassing educational experience, especially if you're wanting to sell more River Cruise in 2024. But let's go ahead. Let's get started with some of these mistakes. And uh, the first one, and I will say again, I have done all of these things. And some of these things are really associated with mindset. And so I'm consistently working on getting myself out of these things. But the first mistake, and again, these aren't in any particular order. Uh, I'm just going off my notes. So the first of the five mistakes that I wrote down that's keeping you from making meaningful income within your travel business is playing small. And I know some of you may think, well, duh. Uh, but I think that this is a combination of a couple different things, plain small. This is 
mindset work. This might be that you're not used to taking on that entrepreneurial role. You maybe have worked before and you're used to working for someone else where you are a travel business owner right now. And that takes a different kind of mindset because you are in charge of everything. Everything that happens within your business It's as a result of something that you have done or not done within your business. So thinking about that and thinking like sometimes you have to be like, I don't know if I can, but I'm going to figure it out. That's a way that you can help yourself to play a little bit bigger within your travel business. When I say playing small, I'm also thinking about you know, kind of almost like staying within the cookie cutter box of business and not trying new and innovative things out just to see if they work because that's really how we evolve into being better business owners. The best business owners have taken risks. They've tried crazy things. And so you really have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable as a business owner. And I'm not saying it's always gonna be uncomfortable, but the more uncomfortable that you are with a little bit of unfamiliarity, and wanting to try new things, the easier those scary things or what seem as scary things, the easier they get to be for you. Um, When I'm also thinking about playing small, I tend to go back to my Ascending in Your Travel Business audio series that happened last August. And there's a lot of really great interviews. So I'll link this up at the bottom if you want to check those out where so many travel advisors who I feel are really in the CEO level, the CEO role of their business, that's what they do on a consistent basis is test and try. And they're looking out for the next big thing that can really put themselves, their businesses, their voice on the map to either a new audience or a bigger audience. It's really what can we do next to keep the momentum going within our business. I also like to think of playing small in terms of evaluating the products and services that you have. Why does it just need to be that you're selling travel, other travel products, other travel services? Meaning you're selling a tour, you're selling a bus tour, you're selling an expedition cruise, you're selling a golf package, you're selling a destination wedding. Why can't it also be that you are monetizing in various ways to make income within your travel business. That's a lot of stuff that I'm going to be playing around with this year. Is there like, are there travel resources that I can create to sell? Are there, you know, blogging is going to be a big thing of mine that I really want to try to create another revenue stream within my business. So the other thing that I'm thinking about incorporating this year is uh, consultations and paid travel consultations for people who want to travel are pretty good travelers and they just need a one hour consult with me and I've got that knowledge. So why not work with me? Like you don't have to work with me for the full planning things. Like I think we need to start branching out within the industry, especially when you're thinking of making meaningful income, what are the ways that we can expand and think bigger and play bigger to make meaningful income? Um, And then um, not getting out there is really what I also associate to playing small. And this was one of the big ones for me when I first started in business is I was definitely scared and nervous to do networking and really putting myself out there. 
And now knowing that I cannot grow one as a person if I don't get out there and work on these like speaking skills and networking skills and marketing myself as a business owner. But uh, I am also keeping my business small if I'm not telling more people or having more advocates for me within my business. So those things really keep you small. And if I, I don't like to live by regrets, but if I was going to deem a regret, it would be that I didn't open my mouth and communicate more about the business that I had and what I did within my business. So that's my first mistake is playing small and keeping your business small. My next mistake is not asking for what you want. And this is actually one of the ones that I am slowly but surely, like when I talk about my word of the year is empower, this is one that really comes at the forefront is asking for what you want. I think especially like in the earlier days of my travel business, a lot of this meant not asking for the sale, assuming that my friends and family were going to support me. And I mean, like, that's another, that's, that I would also say that's part of playing small is just depending on your friends and family. We can't, we don't do that. We cannot do that. Um, So not asking for the sale. And it's kind of like, you know, devil's advocate because it cringes me so much when I see on social media, like, buy this trip for me or do that or I can book it for you. Uh, But really, when it's when I say like not asking for the sale is that you may be one who like me, put a lot of value out there without asking for what it is that you're wanting in return from that. And that can be a sale, that could be exposure, that can be a collaboration. There's lots of different ways that can help you make meaningful income that can go through like those different buckets, the sale, exposure, collaborations, or things like that. But none of that will happen unless you ask for it. And it can be like a direct ask, it can be an indirect ask, it just has to be very straightforward and very like tailored, like honed in on. So I remember when I first kind of like put it out into the universe and put it out to one of my mentors, like I can help you with this program because of X, Y, and Z. Would you like me to come along? And the worst would have been, no, I don't want you to come along. But the answer was yes. And that alone, that one, me like putting myself out there that one time has like opened so many doors within my mentorship career. So do not be afraid to ask for what you want. Take that space. You have value. What you know, the knowledge in your brain has so much value. Um, If you are afraid for asking what you want, especially when it comes to sales, I gave this um, story in marketing business school that I had recently found an article somewhere of where somebody is making money 
being a baby name consultant and they are not afraid for asking for their sale and they're not afraid for asking for the rates that they want to be asking. So um, if people are making money being baby name consultants, you can surely ask for the sale when it comes to travel services and products. Um, I also want to kind of like go back to when we're thinking about playing small Uh, evaluating the products that you want to be selling. Maybe you have sold things that give you $100 commission here, $100 commission there. What can help make you meaningful income in 2024 that still aligns with your values, still aligns with the people that you want to be serving, and still aligns with essentially the products that you do want to be serving and the suppliers you want to be collaborating with? Because you don't have to be stuck selling those $100 commissions you can go on and graduate to selling $1,000 commission products or plus that. You just have to open your mindset and get into that zone of like, yes, this is scary. I don't know all the answers and being okay that that's the way it is. Because again, that's how everybody grows. I will never forget like when I was still working in my office job at the theme parks, somebody had said the difference between men and women is that women, if they see a job that they want to apply for, they won't apply for it if they don't meet all of the criteria. But men will apply for all the jobs and not meet like half of the criteria because they are ballsy like that. So I also need you to be ballsy and bold within the decisions that you're making because really it goes like with that phrase, which I can't really remember that, but success is like at the other side of where your comfort zone currently is. And so there's actually a book that I haven't read, but I still have it like on my to-do list that what got you here won't get you there. And so if you want to make the next level to meaningful income and whatever that means for yourself, you have to do things differently. You have to get out of that comfort zone. Another mistake that's keeping you small is that you're speaking to everyone. I think we all have been there or most of us have been there because that really is like an old grimy way of doing marketing is that yes, I can help you with everything and like being in business is yes, I can help you with this and that and this and that. And I remember like in my early days, it was just exhausting (laughs) saying that, yes, I can do this. And yes, I can do that for you in business where once I really started honing in on the type of product and who I wanted to serve. And that really happened for me at the end of 2019. I knew who exactly to talk to. I know exactly what their pain points were because I knew who they were. They were business owners. They were team leaders. And I know what they aspire to within their lives. And this is going to be a huge thing for 2024 is that you can't speak generally or to generics anymore. Like that's done. People have gotten so much savvier. Your clients are so much savvier these days that they can like spot a snake oil salesperson from like a mile away. And so for you not to be like putting yourself in that snake oily 
a place you have to know and get into their minds. And the only way that you can get into their minds is by knowing exactly who they are. Are they a single female who lives on their own and is in the Gen X generation? Is this a family of four recently immigrated from a different country and their middle school kids are now heading into high school? Is this a single female who is an entrepreneur millennial and wants to have the freedom to work on their own. Like each of those people has different needs and desires, wants, goals. And so you're really going to have to be very specific, especially in your marketing messaging, to reach out to them to be like, oh my gosh, how did they know? Because that also increases the no like trust factor and it pulls people in. It's going to, people are going to be super selective this year, especially when it comes to marketing and social media and who they follow and whose communities they join in are in. That if you don't have that extra huzzah <laughs> about you and you can't speak exactly to what they're experiencing or you're a little too generic they're going to be like, "Mm, you're not the right person that I need to be working with. I'm going to work with this other one because they were talking about their recent autoimmune flare. And I know exactly what this is. So they're going to know what I'm going to need when it comes to traveling overseas and all that or whatever it might be. So that is number three. Number four mistake that's keeping you from making meaningful income is relying on nurture methods. And I have a personal angst against this one because I remember like when I started attending a lot of like really entrepreneurial things back in 2018 and 2019, all the so-called gurus and experts told me that I should do this on social media and that I should do that on email marketing and I would get clients to make sales. And guess what didn't happen? None of that. (laughs) And that's because I was talking to the same people. When you're thinking about social media and email marketing, you're talking to people who already know you. And if so-and-so already knows you and they haven't bought from you and you've been talking to them for years, months, whatever it might be, not saying that they can't eventually convert, but you also need some fresh blood within your ecosystem, within your business ecosystem. And that means that you have to play big and start talking to people and getting uncomfortable, kind of relaying back to the playing small. You have to seek out people. It's a combination of two things, like seeking out people and then also the people that work for you delivering an excellent client experience or giving them the results that they're looking for so that they want to be like, oh my gosh, I need to work with you again. Or when they hear their friends saying like, I need to go on this travel experience. Oh my gosh, I have the right person that I can refer you to because you You consistently need to be talking to new people for your business and you consistently need to be giving a really great client experience so that those referrals can start coming in for you so that you can do a little bit less of talking to new people. But I still highly recommend that being one of the marketing things you always do is figuring out how to talk to new people, how to meet new people to get new flesh, flesh, (laughs) 
fresh blood and perspective for your business because that's how businesses thrive. If you're simply looking at the life cycle of people, and like one, we all know what happens at the end of everybody's life cycles. And that's just the circle of life. Like people are going to come in, people are going to go out. So what happens when all of or your big base is on their way out or on their way to doing less? You still need to have those other people reinforcing to kind of like create a circle of life for your own business. Then thinking about just the stages of life, everybody's at a different stage in life. So while you might serve people at this stage in their life, they're going to know people at different stages or vice versa. Like you always have to have people coming into your sales pipeline. You can't just rely on the people that you've always known, you've always talked about, always done business with, because you just don't know where life is going to take you, where life is going to take them. You have to constantly be feeding this engine that is your business so that you can also be feeding. (laughs) You can also be eating and living a wonderful, healthy life within your business. So you can't just rely on certain methods. Like if we're talking about experimentation, it is business is this one big experimentation. And so even if one way, because this happened to one of my clients, they were getting a consistent stream of income through clients uh, via a Facebook group. And then that kind of dried up. And so having to evolve themselves into the next iteration of their business or to the next iteration of people that they want to serve, you have to constantly be on top of it so that you are not getting left behind. Especially when we talk about social media, there's somebody whom I follow who recently said for no reason, no fault of their own, got banned from TikTok. So all the followers and people that they had on TikTok Bye-bye, poof, gone. And so that's like, you have to have a multifaceted approach to your business and how you're meeting people and how you're marketing to people and what you're marketing to them in order to keep maintaining and sustaining that meaningful income that you're really looking for. And then the fifth mistake that I see and that I've also made is not working with other people, that you are just relying on yourself and maybe like some paid type tactics, like paid ads to get you to the level that you want to be. And it is my firm belief that you cannot be in business by yourself. You can be in business for yourself, but you really need to have a rallying team that you can go to to be like, hey, can I promo this? Can I promo that? Can I um, run through this with you? Like, you cannot do business on your own. And that's not even just like for your own business. Everything works better when we have some sort of team. And I'm not saying that you have to hire anybody. I'm saying that I am a solopreneur, but I know that I have a team and they don't like, people don't know that they're part of the team, but I have a team. I have a network of amazing individuals that if I needed support here, if I needed support there, they would be able to direct me in the right place. And not only that, like if I needed to 
uh, amplify a voice that I had or a program that I had, I would be able to also use their platform to do so. That's what I mean, really, when it comes to not working with others, is that what can you do to really be creative and strategic about partnerships that you can cultivate within your business, whether that's a referral partner type of partnership, or is this somebody that you can potentially collaborate with and you guys can both elevate your visibility Or is this a potential joint venture partnership that you know how to plan group trips that really enriches the life for people that are wanting to learn more about their ancestry or whatever it might be. And you partner with a genealogist or you partner with like some other professional that you're like really wanting to dive in on to create both helping each other to create meaningful income. So really thinking, and that's, you can see how kind of like these all a little bit intertwine a little bit, but I would say like that is the biggest mistake is that I, one, didn't network for myself and two, thought that I had to do everything all by myself. And that is just not the case You can work with different people and there can be different results and outcomes. You can't just go into business and be like, oh my gosh, like how am I supposed to do this all? Or this is all on me or been trying everything. I have been there. So I know exactly how it feels. And that's why I'm like, I want to preach to you. Do You do not have to do this by yourself. And there are so many amazing creative ways that you can be making more meaningful income in 2024 and beyond. So those are the five mistakes. Let me know. Have you made any of these? Have you played small? Have you not asked for what you want? Are you speaking to everybody? Have you relied on nurture methods? Are you not working with any other people? Uh, Share what is currently your biggest pitfall, and I would love to assist you in how we overcome that so that you can be making meaningful income within your travel business for this year. And of course, all the other years to come for how long you would like to be in the travel business. All right, everybody, that is all I have for you this week. I will see you here next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Remember to check out the show notes for all relevant links and resources from today's show. See you next time.